0: Hey everybody, it is your friendly neighborhood podcast host and we will do just that. We'll take another shot this week at hosting a cruise podcast and uh, we do have a lot to talk about this week and what do we got on the board here? Uh, Canada is shutting down until... Is that serious? Next year? We have Richard Fain. He's getting a little comfortable out there with these little addresses that he does. Uh, Call them little little Royal Caribbean fireside chats. Uh, The CDC is going to make masks mandatory on cruise ships. Yeah, that's going to be a real shock to everybody. And what are you doing out there, Princess Cruises? Trying to make degenerates out of all of us out here. Not only can I bet on the Rangers, uh, not only can I bet on the Tigers, I can play roulette. While I'm peeing in the hot tub. I mean, out of control. MSC is extending their ban through April. And uh, we got a little bit of a tale of two stories here with Norwegian repatriating some crew that may not be necessary for a while. And having people stand down. Basically a doom and gloom story. While we're hearing stories at a Royal Caribbean in some circles of them bringing people back onto cruise ships to get back to work. So, a lot to talk about. We also have the MSC Virtuosa being delivered and uh i guess there's nothing really more to say than to start the show
1: Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USVI is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent, cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink packed. Cause yeah, we're maxing it out. Everybody, come on. I said, sound that horn. Cause we gotta get away to where the boat leads from. Yeah. Woo. There's a place.
0: All aboard and welcome, away. ladies and gentlemen, to the always be booked cruise cast show coming at you not quite live from Hewlett. In Long Island, New York. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Pretty excited about it. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Man, what a difference a year makes. We are not quite into quarantine season. If we back up and rewind a year ago. But we were getting pretty close. I remember my birthday. It's my birthday. We don't make a big deal about that. I have to say... Really, really cool gesture by the staff of Mesita. Mesita is the Mexican concept restaurant that I've been working at and helping out and working uh, out of the office at uh, while I'm waiting to open up my place, which is going to be the Ainsworth a couple of doors down. But, yeah, working with them over the last couple of months and, you know, doing some stuff that's on the sales floor, doing some back office stuff for them. Uh, gotten a little kind of close to the staff, I'd say, and, you know, some of the managers. And they were really, really cool. I'm sitting there doing my work at my computer downstairs, and they're open for lunch. And at around, I don't know what it was, one thirty in the afternoon, about six of them, all of them who were on duty, came down with a little birthday ca- birthday cake uh with a lit candle and uh they were singing happy birthday man i gotta tell you uh it's just why am i not that thoughtful i i listen i am a polite guy i'm a caring guy i uh will do anything for those who are in my circle but that type of stuff just it misses me i just am and it, it it inspires me to be a little bit more thoughtful you know what i mean it was really really cool and i put and i had just eaten lunch too so we had just eaten lunch and then they bring down a Uh, Trace leche as the cake as they say and uh yeah i'll tell you it didn't stand a chance put it down no problem uh but yeah we got a couple of weeks to go before the opening of that everybody who's following the patreon knows that and you're kind of up to speed with that by the way yes we do have a patreon top of the show here P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. And for $5, you can get an inside view of who the hell knows what. We talk about cruising. We talk about restaurants, bars, movies. We talk about movements. We try not to, but we fall uh, by default into some political stuff here and there. But we really don't go deep at all in that regard. It's a show. Uh, listen, here, 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 here's where we're at. I like to say it's every day. I got to say, it's been like four times a week. Okay. I mean, you got four times a week and you got this show, how much of me do you need? But no, I am going to go back to the seven days a week. And if there is a little bit of a gap, as far as am I doing seven days a week, it's usually because of something like going on right now, we are down to the wire in the last couple of weeks trying to open up a restaurant from scratch. So that's all I could really say. And, um, I do I do, do at least four, sometimes five. Sometimes I do every day. We want do stretches where we do it every day, but it's a, at least a, you know, try to pull a half-hour show together, and we have a lot of fun, and it is a really close-knit group of super cones out there, and I've come to love all of you. I know some of you drop off. Some of you pop back in. And, uh, you know, it's also a great way to support this show. Guys, I know the content has been spotty, but the content is always there. One way or another. If I'm not, I may not be doing live streams like I'm going to say every single week. I may not have done the shots across the bow yet to any length. I don't have that figured out yet. The podcast, everything, whether sometimes it's a staycation, sometimes it's always be booked. I know it's been inconsistent and spotty, but like I told you, I am out here hustling. You know what I mean? I am out here working, definitely working at least 50, 60 hours a week right now at a full time job, but I'm also trying to bring you this crew stuff and I'm making sure, unlike times in the past where I've done this, you guys remember, you know, a couple years ago when I was doing the Ainsworth in New York City, uh, I was getting daily uh, hate mail. about not having episodes up i had actually people calling from my heads i had people actually uh, calling for me to relinquish my microphone to relinquish the show and the site over to somebody who has more time to do it i mean that was interesting i was one i was trying to picture that if somebody would do that that would be funny all right listen i don't know beatrix you got to take over the show and then all of a sudden she's doing the podcast every week and You know, I don't know if that would work only because not because Beatrix wouldn't be good at it only because it's like, uh, you know, it's the always be booked cruise podcast. Right. It's kind of my thing, I guess. Right. What are you going to do? All right. So let's talk about some cruise stuff here. And, uh, you know. It's weird because a couple of days ago The the you know Every day you, you put your finger on the pulse I watch all the guys on YouTube And the girls on YouTube and I listen to the podcast And uh, I watch the regular news And you always have to kind of navigate and deviate the regular news from the actual cruise people who aren't necessarily taking a woe is me or kind of like the sky is falling approach to this stuff. And, uh, you kind of got to just use critical thinking to find out where we are. And the way I looked at it early, a couple of days ago, it was like, "Uh Oh, we got issues. Uh long road back. Beatrix posted an article, you know, Beatrix sunshine, bringing a light to everybody's day, posting an article about how it's going to be a long road. You cruise fans, everybody who likes cruising, it's going to be a very, very long road back. So, you know, as Joe Biden said, it would be a long, cold cruise winter. <laughs> I don't know. But then a couple of days ago, like today or whatever, you're hearing some good things. So good things, bad things. It's the yin and the yang. I figured it out. It's not the yin, It's the yin and the yang. Right. So that's where we're at now. But um, Richard Fane, Richard Fein, I got to tell you, he's becoming a character uh, he, he's kind of getting swaggered out on these videos he puts out. So he puts out these videos. That they're directed towards the travel agents, but anybody could watch them on YouTube. And I would recommend watching them because they're kind of entertaining. He's becoming just like an endearing character. Um, it was with the beginning he's trying to get cute i feel like he's trying to pull off a little bit of a mario cuomo thing and i'm not necessarily a mario cuomo fan but i'm not mad at what he does when he tries to kind of be relatable and put the uh you know those cute little videos out there and i think that's what richard fane is uh probably taking a couple of cues from in the beginning he's talking about blow drying your hair and how you know going back out it's it's i mean richard vane are you really blow drying your hair out there he's talking about groundhog day he actually pulled a clip getting it putting content out there dare i say he's pulling clips from groundhog day to try to entertain people so whatever it is you know he's got a basically a vision of being cautiously optimistic he talks about not being complacent he says uh you know uh, 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 what does he see covid COVID, um, oh, there's a word for it, but it basically means, us uh, you know, being complacent and kind of like, you know, not necessarily worrying about, uh, COVID-19 as much as you should, because you see the numbers go, he was getting, he was doing like a, a Patreon report. Like I used to do like talking about how deep he, into the numbers he was getting and basically saying, you know, he showed graphs and stuff like that. So I would say the first six and a half minutes of this thing. Was just all about like it could have been like your nightly news, just basically a report about COVID nineteen and the ups and downs and the ins and outs and what's been happening. So he's just kind of like just putting it out there that just let's not get complacent. Now in the last three minutes of the video, when he did when he did get down to uh, talking about cruising, he was basically saying you he urges you to take the vaccine. You know he's uh he, he's saying um I I guess b- beware. Of all the problems that could come your way as far as, you know, people telling you not to take the vaccine or giving you bad news or or false news. Um, by the way, this guy's eyebrows. I mean, if you just watch this guy, and listen, I'm, I'm playing around here. OK, we're all little. So I'm no prize. I know that. OK, I'm not. I'm not trying to call the kettle black. But, you know, the the gray and the black hairs in, in, in his eyebrows, I mean, it's like a it's like they're fighting a guerrilla war with 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 each other like the black hairs are fighting against the white hairs in his eyebrows and I got to tell you both of them are losing the war so it's weird uh he says he still has no idea when cruising is going to return uh current cruises uh are going on overseas and this is what is giving them both hope confidence and information. So he says those overseas cruises have a huge effect on what's going to be happening here in America because all the cues are going to be taken from them. But it's weird because we've been hearing that for a while. You know, we the, the cruises started happening overseas and then we had that extra spike. So they had to kind of either slow down or come to a complete stop in many cases. And then, uh, you know, but still, now they're ramping back up. I heard a couple of different things. I heard that, you know, because of these new, I guess strains and uh, you know new variants that we could expect a second wave in spring, which didn't really make much sense to me. Because if the variants are here, then they're going to have their fun now. You know what I mean? If the variants are already here, you're going to see those spikes and those variants happen in the colder months, and we would still probably calm down. once the Once the spring hits, that's when it gets warmer. That makes it more difficult for the virus to live. And I would think that with all the precautions that's been taken with the vaccine starting to come into play with the hopeful herd immunity that's been going around with the improved way these things are handled as is from you're in the hospital they have a way way better idea on how to treat these things i would think that it's gotta improve even with the new variant it's gotta you know the, be- the worst days it, let's just say this new variant kicks in and it starts kicking our ass. You would think that we're going to see that happen over the next month and a half, six weeks, and then still look to a situation where we're going to maybe turn the corner in spring. I don't see how we would get an extra hit in the spring, but I only heard that from one source, and it's one of those news channels. You know what I mean? You turn on CBS News or NBC News and whatever it is, and you know you just hear the scary music in the background, and what they do, what they clearly do is just run around and look up the worst and scariest news they could find. And then put it out there. Because that is what sells. And it's disgusting. It's disgraceful. Your new- I'm getting upset here because I was just going to flat out tell you. Your news media is failing you just as much as your government is. If not more. You know what I mean? One might have the cause. For, one might be. Uh, you know. One might lead to the other. It's like a synergistic thing. But it is pretty frustrating. Um, He also said that the vaccine was always going to be the best weapon against these viruses and the key to a cruise resumption. So. You know, you could talk about the social distancing. You could talk about the protocols. You could talk about everything that needs to be put in place when it comes to us getting back to cruising and all the things that have to happen that are basically just a non starter. Like these things have to happen. But he said from the beginning, it was always going to be about this vaccine. If there was an effective vaccine that came out that would prevent you from getting this disease, at least for the most part, then that would be the key factor as it pertains to being able to return to cruising. So I don't know. I know we had, you know, we would expect the holidays to be the biggest spike, right? So I guess I it's going the way I predicted, but I didn't predict it out of any uh, intelligence for me or any actual information. Uh, the prediction I made is that early in February would start to go down because it just made sense. You would have probably have that that hit from the holidays, and that would take a couple of weeks to probably try to, you know, Start to calm down, and that's what's happening right now. I wonder if there's going to be a Super Bowl spike. I'm hoping not, but you're seeing the numbers go down and go down pretty drastically right now. So that's it. But yeah, these these little addresses that he does, they entertain me. I he keeps you engaged. He's by no means a professional, you know, broadcaster or anything like that. But he's out there, and you could tell the first couple he did. You know, he was he was trying to be funny. He was trying to be coy, but it was a little more he was a little uncomfortable. He was definitely a little more comfortable with this one. So Richard Fane, uh, I don't did I even say what he is? He is the uh, CEO of Royal Caribbean. So uh, definitely a, a guy who has his finger on the pulse and he seems pretty confident. Now, he doesn't give you really much reason why he says the numbers are better. He doesn't give you anything as far as specifics go, but he does seem to think that there is reason for us to feel a certain level of confidence. Uh, All right, let's talk about Canada. Canada, what's going on? You know, I remember going back, you know, a few months ago, four or five months ago, I would get emails, multiple emails from people from Canada, and they would tell me. You know, they were kind of bashing America, like, no offense, but, you know, you Americans, you know, you just you know, Americans in general can be selfish and Americans are like me, me, me and freedom in America and this and that. And, uh, you know, us in Canada, we just didn't play around. We wore our mask. We did the right thing. And this is it. Well, what they left out was the fact that, you know, like the whole population of Canada in, in, in its entirety can basically match like two or three of our states if you put them together and the fact that you know it, it is true partially is true you know americans don't like to be told what to do but let's fast forward and what canada thought that they had licked is clearly not as under control as what they thought it was we heard a couple of days ago about the uh, the airline band you can't fly into or um out of canada basically travel ban completely self-imposed from canada and now today you're hearing that uh you can't cruise or no pleasure vessels are going to happen but where, where do you get that number from canadian people i mean anybody citizens of the world i'm offended by this number who goes in and basically tells you that they know enough to say that you are not going to be able to take a pleasure cruise until February 28th of 2022. They just basically went and to shut it down for a year. Now, on one hand, I give it a little bit of respect because this month my month by month thing really does upset me. But. It's also, I see where they're coming from because it's like, what are you supposed to do? We can't cruise. Okay. It's another couple of months. You know what? It's going to, they're doing it. They're telling us piece by piece because the information is piece by piece. So they really don't have any other choice. So what would you, uh, what would I prefer? Uh, Say we're closing down cruising until July when really we may be ready in May. We may be ready in June. We don't know. So I do understand why they're doing it. All I'm saying is I just don't like it. It's really, really annoying to me when, you know, people say right now, like anybody who thinks so cruising is shut down through April. Right. So anybody out there who thinks that oh automatically assumes that cruising is back on May 1st, you're, you're high. You know what I mean? Maybe it'll be back in a certain way. But if it is back at all, it'll be at a very, very limited basis. So that's all I'm saying. But I just Canada, I don't understand how. And I would love to get the explanation on that. I mean, this thing may be just reduced to nothing within a couple of months. If this vaccine roll rolls out now, Johnson and Johnson has a vaccine. If the vaccine keeps getting rolled out at 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 a high level, at a high pace, this thing might go away. So why are you shutting down all cruising? And that's not to say anything of what that does to American cruising as a whole, because some people think to seem to think that uh, it makes sense to go on a cruise without palm trees. And those people like to go to a little place called Alaska. And it's the, they call it the final frontier. I heard there's no roads over there. There's a lot of bears. It's crazy. It's like a wilderness, but I hear it's gorgeous. I hear, I hear it's absolutely beautiful. Multiple people. We touched on it last week with uh, John Claykowski. And if you didn't catch last week's show, definitely go back and check, check out the interview that we did with uh John Claykowski from the ship show. And that was a cool conversation, man. We just got two cruise two cruise nerds, just, just, just talking ship. You know what I mean? Back and forth, he, great insight from him. I felt comfortable going back and forth. We we just we just kind of had, had a good conversation. So I would definitely say check that out. But he definitely mentioned cruising to Alaska and how just no picture. The, everybody had talked to about it. I listened to you know uh, Sherry Laskins on on Doug's show. I hear her talk about it. I hear a lot of Yukones talk about it. I hear Doug say it and jo- no, but it's like one of those things. I always say those three things in cruising never disappoint they never say nobody ever does this they're expensive so these are things that are a lot more expensive usually so it's alaska trying disney cruise line and paying for and taking part in the chef's table those are three upgrades that you just don't hear people complain about so you know i'm in i I eventually have to get up there and those uh i just don't get i I don't know just you gotta wear you gotta wear a winter coat to cruise I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of you out there. By the way, let me know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Sell me on Alaska. Let me know. I've heard a bunch of things. I heard about the air. I heard about the gorgeous picturesque landscapes that can't be i guess effectively communicated in any type of photography you got to see it for yourself so i would like to hear from you guys maybe it's an excursion maybe it's i heard you know the guy tom from uh, uh behind the crew door he mentioned uh the beer uh there's a lot of things that people get excited about when it comes to alaska i'd like to hear you tell me what excites you about Alaska. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. But really, Canada, I need an explanation. Somebody's got to tell me why Canada decides that it's okay or it's you know, it makes sense to automatically assume that you're not going to be ready to cruise for an entire year. And not only are you screwing everybody in Canada who wants to cruise, you are basically shutting down Alaska because how that works is you can't really leave an American port and go right to another American port. That's uh, something to do with the Jones Act. And I believe there has to be some sort of stop. So you have to leave out of British Columbia. Or you, if you're cruising out of Seattle, you got to stop in Canada first. You can't just do an America to an America port. And that's part of the Jones Act. And since Canada will be shut down, we will not be able to take cruises to Alaska. Now, I know the pride of America. It usually goes to Hawaii. And it is... Uh, a, a, a a cruise ship that is flagged in America, the only one basically that we know of, maybe they'll use that for Alaska. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm making shit up and who knows what the hell they're going to do. But, you know, there is a serious dilemma next year for those cruisers that really are, uh, are aficionados of Alaska. All right, also in the news, and I'm not really 100% sure why, was this story about the CDC coming out and making it mandatory for there to be masks worn on in common areas and outside on cruise ships. And I'm not really understanding, you know, why this is news. I guess if the CDC puts something out for news as news and kind of makes a statement and releases something, you you have to kind of report it. So I do understand why it's out there, but... There really is no. I hope nobody's surprised about this. I was wondering, do, does anybody really think that we're going to go from a no sale order in general to the CDC saying, okay, you know what, cruising is back, and we don't need masks? You know what I mean? We don't. We don't have to wear masks anywhere outside. You have to wear masks when you're walking along a boardwalk in Key West. You have to wear masks when you're walking down, you know, down Duval Street in Key West. Now, is it always enforced? Not necessarily. It's a very difficult thing to enforce, but it is in place as a rule. It is a rule in place. Do you think that cruising, cruising uh, where, you know, they're being so careful to allow this to come back, and some might argue that they're being too careful, and they're dragging their feet too much on it. Now, they're going to let us get back on a cruise ship, and anybody is under the, some sort of an oppression where they think that we will not have to wear a mask the entire time unless we're eating. Yeah, if we're sitting somewhere at a bar, if we're sitting seated, seated uh, consuming things where it's impossible to wear a mask, yes. And then you'll have the people who say, well, why could I sit at a bar, and and, and I could sit at a Bar and I don't have to wear a mask, but walking around the ship, I do. Wow, I didn't know this is a really smart disease. This is a really smart virus. It knows to attack when you're walking around and it leaves you alone when you're at the bar. When we have already gone over that, which is a ridiculous notion because all it is is like we don't have the full answers so we're mitigating the risk okay yes is it are you at risk when you're sitting there eating you're just as much at risk when you're when you but you know what you got to eat if you're sitting there and you want to allow any type of drinking while you're sitting somewhere yes you have to you can't have your mask on while you drink so you know what but then if you're walking around hey put the mask on and like John said at the best when I last week when we talked about it and I was like, you know, what do you where, where do you stand on this whole coming back, you know, to cruising type of scenario? Are you one of those? You know, I'm not I'm waiting till I don't have to do anything. I'm wait. I'm not wearing a mask on a cruise ship or am I waiting to see what's going on or am I willing to do anything? He said, that's a great question. And I got a really short answer. You tell me what to do and I'm doing it. I'm participating. I'm following the rules. I'm complying. And I thought that was kind of the pretty much. The the way i feel too do you need a vaccine to cruise is it fair i don't know if it's fair guys i don't know if it's fair you know i think three cruise lines two of which are from the same parent company but three overall cruise lines have already said that they are going to make it mandatory that there's a vaccine i would absolutely expect more to follow suit okay now some of you out there are saying they're not sticking me with that stuff i have no problem with you thinking that Okay, if they offered me the vaccine tomorrow, I'd take it. You know what I mean? Uh, What what are we going to do here? Call me a sheep. I don't know. call me whatever you want. If I can get my hands on a vaccine and kind of be, you know, have a little bit more of that sense of freedom walking around. I'm in. Sign me up. I was jealous. I was out with my boss last night. and We, you know, we had a good hard day of work. And then about nine o'clock at night, he was like, hey, or no, this was eight because they closed the night. He's like, you want to go grab something to eat? Let's go sit down. Uh, we went to a restaurant, and, you know, I know him. He's always been very, very careful, and he's always kind of like, you know, and I and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? He's always been like, you know, even, even if other people aren't wearing a mask, he'll wear the mask. Uh, he'll socially distance, and he would take precautions. He ended up getting COVID-19, and uh, I got to say, you know, we were eating yesterday, and I just— saw him being less careful i saw he wasn't you know necessarily sanitizing before we sat down to eat our pizza and wings he wasn't washing his hands around every corner he wasn't having the mask on as much and i was like yeah that makes sense he he had it he got it and now he doesn't have it anymore and he probably has a good uh three week get it of jail card you know what i mean you're not going to get it in, in three weeks basically is pretty much the uh what you're getting from a lot of the science so you know not that i want it i definitely don't want to get it so i'm going to continue to be careful but it had to be a little bit of a cool feeling to kind of just have had it and be able to kind of just go about your day knowing it's very very small chance if at all that you will get it again and i want to have that feeling and i would do that if if the vaccine kind of gives you that type of peace of mind for a little while i would absolutely do it but Let's be realistic. Come on. Did we, did we really think that they were going to halt cruising for the better part of a year plus and running? And then when they do finally phase it in little by little, did you think you weren't going to have to wear a mask on the cruise ship? It's just not news. Again, I totally understand why the outlets had to cover it because the CDC put it out there. If the CDC If the CDC puts out any type of news and it has the word cruise in it, Of course, you have to cover it. So I totally do get that. Let's talk about Princess Cruises. Now, I've never been on a Princess Cruise. I've done about 23, 24 cruises in my day. None of them have ever been aboard Princess. But I will tell you something. Princess just got a little bit closer, just a tiny bit closer today than the other day, than last week to have me eventually go on a princess cruise because they are going to do something pretty exciting and I thought this should be something this, I thought this should be a thing for a while and it is sports gambling at sea if you go to a casino in Las Vegas they have what's called a sports book and while you're you know you uh, I mean is there anything more exhilarating than walking into a casino where you go just all here all the slot machines going and then a couple of cheers here and there and a couple of uh, uh, a chance of despair here and there. And it's like, yeah, it's just a very exciting place to be because you know, at any time, especially during peak times, thousands of dollars are, uh, are changing hands as we speak. So it's just exciting. That's in the air in a casino. But then in, uh, in Vegas, they have these big kind of areas where you can kind of like watch TV, these big multi-monitor kind of kiosks, and then you can kind of sit down at a desk. You could look at odds, and they're called sports books. So you could, you could bet on anything over there. Uh, you can basically bet whatever you want. Uh, you could bet a game that's going on right now. You can bet, let's just say, you know, you're cruising in July. And at the beginning of the year, Major League baseball, football, basketball, they all put odds, not the not the organizations, but the, you know, the handicappers. There's Vegas odds on the chances of each team winning the World Series. So like if you bet the you know, Cleveland Indians are going to win the World Series. Are you going to bet the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win the World Series? There is a set of odds associated with that. And you could put down any type of money you want and then basically win money based on, if you know, win the amount of money based on what those odds were in your favor or not within your favor. But, you know, you could do that. You could bet on anything you could bet on the game tonight. Now, I did hear an interesting caveat, and that was that you can't, uh, you can't bet on the Miami heat and I'm like thinking princess cruises they won't let you bet on the heat why is that I'm like oh yeah princess part of carnival and the guy who owns carnival owns the Miami heat so yeah that's a little bit of a con- conflict of interest that does make sense but it is a bizarre bizarre scenario where you can you can bet on any of the teams except you can't bet one team because there's a uh, equity there's ownership that is shared between that team and the cruise line that you are betting on. So, uh, you know, that's interesting. So I don't think that's much of a problem. I think you'll get people doing it. Now, they got to be careful. Like I said, I'm half kidding. I'm half being serious with this. When I say that, you know, you let's picture the average cruise guy walking around a cruise ship, and, you know, he sees TVs everywhere. He knows the Yankees are playing tonight. He's cruising. Let's just say he's on the breakaway. He's cruising out of New York City. He gambles everywhere. Then he finds out you could do the sports book. So he goes to the sports book, puts 500 bucks on the Yankees at noon because he's going to be there, and he wants to watch the game, and he wants to make it a little more interesting for himself. Stake raise the stakes a little bit, dare I say. So he does that, and then you know, he goes about his day, has a couple of drinks, has a couple more drinks, maybe eats some dinner, and then he's gonna go to the sports bar to watch the game. Now that's one baseball team out of several. You know, if you've ever been to a sports bar on a cruise ship, you cannot expect Your game to be on the TV. Now, can it be sometimes? Yes, maybe it is. Maybe it will. You'll you'll get lucky even when it's playoff games. You know, you may not even get playoff games. We were watching. I remember it was one of the coolest experiences. We were on the Norwegian Escape... And we were out of Miami, but whatever. There was a bunch of New Yorkers, and the Yankees were playing the Cleveland Indians, and they were about to kind of—they were down 0-2 in the series, and they were going to come back, and they were about to win. So they won two games, and this is the the rubber match for the game for the series to move on. And they were winning, but nobody can get it. So one guy bought it on his Wi-Fi, and he had it on his iPad. So there was about 35 people in she hands hovering over this kid trying to watch this yankee game cheering like crazy having a blast everybody none of us knew each other but we were all toasting and cheersing watching this ultra shitty signal of this yankee game and i'm not trying to get sports sports centric right now i'm only saying that to say when you put money on a what i'm saying is princess you have to tell them if you're gonna have that you could let them bet the game but if you're not gonna show the game you damn well better tell them hey not necessarily showing this game tonight, so I get it. You want to bet the Yankees, but you know we may not have it. You know, or up the signal. That's why I was trying to joke around and say, you know what? The, <laughs> you could always watch Australian rules football. You could always get the new, the the, the hot cricket game, right? Uh, that's why I was saying, if if you're gonna base it on what you can watch, expect the sports action to go up significantly on cricket. All of a sudden, the cricket people are gonna be like, why are all these? cruisers betting on us so well because that's that's what you can watch but um all of that's not a problem and gambling in general is not a problem uh if you can control it i know a lot of people you know personally who have had a real serious problem with gambling and it's affected a lot of lives but the dangerous the most dangerous part is the fact that, you know, and this, by the way, this is for medallion class cruise ships. You use it on the app and you could bet on the app wherever you are. The, the The scary part is the drinking that goes on. If you, if you get a couple in you, and you don't even have to go to the casino. Now you could literally be sitting in the hot tub. You could be on the toilet. You could be, uh, you know, you could, you could be anywhere in the cruise ship. You know what I mean? And you could be putting a bet down uh, not only on sports, but you could be playing some casino games. Can I give you some advice, guys? Do not play table games outside of the casino. You want to see real cards. That's just me. Maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe the game is rigged anyway, and there's no, you know, long term. The chances of you winning, I may mean, not. They always say that, like Vegas and Atlantic City. There's a governing board. There's sanctions, and there's, you know, there's a rules committee that's in effect that really makes it so that you can't. You know, they can't play around as much. And what you hear on the cruise ships is that uh, they, they are not beholden to the same rules. So they may get a little dicey and a little bit uh, off. I don't know. I, I, what, what tells me that one time is that I was doing really, really well. And I kept tipping this cas- this casino guy. this uh, this I'm sorry, casino guy. This blackjack dealer. So we were having a good relationship, good back and forth. And I only lost two hands, right? So I lost two hands in a row. And I... I was tipping this guy well. I must have tipped him at least a hundred bucks over the course of whatever. And uh he got serious with me. He goes, Mr. Thomas, you helped me for the last two hours. You treat me good, right? I'm like, yeah, Tibby. Now I treat you good. And he looked at he looked through me. He Goes, Thomas, you go to bed now. You trust me? You trust me. You took care of me. I take care of you. Thomas. And he was like, I don't know, he was looking at his cards. I don't know, he must know some sort of rhythm. I don't know if there is foul play at all. Maybe he was just trying to like, you know what, you did good, you won a little bit, don't blow it. He just, the way he looked at me, he was like, it was like he knew something. He was like, Thomas, you go to bed. You go to bed now. I lost two more hands, and then I listened to him. I went I went to bed, but it kind of just tells you, you know, th- th- maybe there's some... Uh, tomfoolery going on with these uh, cruise ship casinos what else do we have here all right so uh, MSC extends its halt its cruise halt through April this is not a secret by any stretch of the imagination I don't know anybody who thought if Carnival if Norwegian if everybody else is extended uh, up until May do you think well you know what I wouldn't be surprised the way MSC does things I wouldn't be shocked if they uh you know Led the charge and said, "You know what? We're the new sheriff in town." You know, I was I was talking about that. I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to speak about where the lines are as far as the largest cruise line, the largest corporation. Um, you know, the big three, the big four is the big three, the big four now. But I said I heard it a couple of years ago, and I and I talked about it, and I actually said it. I remember specifically in a news story where I said, "You know, it all all experts are expecting." Uh, uh msc to infiltrate the big three one way or another over the next few years and you know we all msc turned a corner because we all knew about msc i knew about the divina they were actually selling msc Davina cruises on like groupon which is crazy if i would have jumped all over that back in the day but i think that was a little bit before I was cruising, or kind of like when I was just starting out to cruise. But you know, MSC was always a formidable, formidable uh, uh, just company at sea. Mediterranean Shipping Company. They got their start just shipping, you know, in the shipping business. Then they started doing pleasure cruises, and they are they are absolutely and have been for a long time a beast all over the world. They just didn't necessarily have the biggest uh, foothold into the North American or Western market in general, but. You know, you knew about five years or so ago, they said, you know, we're coming for, we're coming for it. We're coming for North America. We're coming for the Western hemisphere. And we all remember, I remember the first time I saw those schematics of the uh, uh, Norwegian seaside. I'm sorry, the MSC seaside. And I was like, what is that? That is unlike any cruise ship I've ever seen. And it was the one where you had like the aft portion of the ship had like that design where it looked like a condo. And I was like, this is amazing. I mean, I have to get on this ship. This looks like an actual hotel. And, uh, you know, I like when people do do different stuff. I like the cruising world. We talk about it all the time, how sometimes if if there is a negative to it, it can be a little bit cookie cutter. It can be a little especially, you know. Royal Caribbean ships, they're 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 very, very similar. And a lot of ways that's good because you know what you're gonna get. The consistency is there and you it's like coming home. And I totally get that. But then there's some times where I just like a little bit of variety, a little bit of like, you know, variance to where you don't know. Maybe there is a surprise around every corner. You just don't have that when you're talking about Royal Caribbean. But when someone goes against the grain, just like MSc did, and like, hey, they put the warning shot out there, they hired people. For uh, specific positions that were that were that were in place to increase their place in the in the Americas, let's say, and uh, they did exactly what they said they were gonna do. So once they started putting stuff out like the Seaside, it was like there was a new level, there was a new bar set to the hardware. You know what I mean? These ships were absolutely pristine. Now again, jury is still out. Some people are gonna tell me. No, the MSC experience is everything it's cracked up to be. It matches the hardware. Some people say it's not. It's boring. You know, you you it's it's nothing like our American brands who really bring the party. And then there's some people say, shout out to Austin Maxwell, who says, you yeah, know, it, it can be great. You just gotta bring the right crew, which is probably the truth. You know what I mean? But um I, I would I would kind of say I like to I like to bring a good crew when we cruise, but I also like to find other crews you know so i don't know do you find that i don't want to you know no offense to anybody i just don't want to roll up to a bunch of italian people in speedos you know that's not the crew i'm looking for Uh, can we can we get beyond that is there more than that out there on an msc cruise ship you have to think the more time that they spend in america they'll give more the american experience it may not be just an overnight thing it may take a while but we will see i will certainly say That their hardware is second to none. You'd have to say it's got to be between them. Well, even Norwegian is up there too. I don't know, guys. You'd have to say uh, Royal Caribbean, because of their vastness, because of their power, a Royal Caribbean ship, a newer Oasis or Quantum Class Royal Caribbean ship is a powerful ship. And we know that. Right. So you really can't mess around with that. And then the other side of it, you know, you're talking the MSC side, you're just talking about some of the most, while they're very, very big and powerful themselves, just some of the most unique designs that you'll ever see. Some, I mean, really, really cool spaces. You know what I mean? I, it, it's out of control. And the reality is, we were not expecting, to me, I wasn't expecting uh, MSC to kind of just jump out and, and, and leapfrog. The, the beginning of res- the resumption of cruising over Norwegian, Carnival, all the big ones. Uh, we don't even know if they'd be allowed to if they wanted to, if, if they wanted to. But neither here nor there, that was a very long-winded, rambling way to tell you that MSC has extended its halt through April. So they will not be cruising at all, like it or not, until at least May 1st. So here's, here's, here's a situation right now. Uh, there's been two stories. Now, I want to play you some audio right now, and uh, this is from this guy Jay. He's got a show; it's called uh, The Ship Life, and I think uh, whatever he does, a good job on YouTube, and his show his show is good. He's he's very very thorough, and uh, I like his show. Basically, I've been I just recently kind of discovered it a couple a few weeks ago, or a month, or maybe a month or two ago. So he got I guess hold a hold of uh, some audio from a captain talking about a lot of the crew who is non-essential standing down they would stand down and a lot of people are going back home a lot of people are going uh they're going to repatriate a lot of people and that was really you know a little bit of a what would you say it was like a you know bad news because you were like you know this can't be good if we're talking about getting back to sea there's a lot of money that goes into getting these people now you're talking about time and money you're spending the money and the fuel to get these people back home all the way across the world. And you're taking the time over the next couple of months. So you're talking about starting maybe now. And over the next couple of months, you will begin the process of sending people back home. What does that tell you about when the hell they're going to get back to cruising again? If The last of the batches are not even going to get home till a couple of months. What does that tell you as far as when they think they're going to actually? Because then you got to bring them back, right? So there's no, uh, you know, let's 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 shut the hell up. And I want to play this audio for you right now.
2: Unfortunately, some of our crew members we will have to stand down. Well, if you will remember. A few days ago, I made announcement that uh, it was uh, for all three bands and CLH uh, postponed the cruises through the April 30. This is of course not going in as we planned, as we wanted to happen, you know, why we embarked uh, uh, a few thousand crew members on our ships, on Norwegian Escape and uh, Norwegian Joy and uh, sail from India, Philippines and Indonesia. However, uh, due to the situation as you know as you can read in the world, it is uh, not happening so fast as we wanted. And uh, there were plans for some ships to sail already in uh, in January now. Due to the fact as I said that uh, COVID-19 it's uh, it's not letting down, vaccination is not going so fast as we want to. Uh, we will uh, have to stand down, crew members, uh, which were uh, embarked, and we will uh, remain only two essential crew. So, going back to the cool-up uh, manning, uh, you all will uh, receive letters. Uh, just uh, received one uh, some minutes ago and where is explained what that means however i will just uh, point out a few essential things and that is that crew members which are not essential or in non-working roles those ones will be repatriated uh, two ships are going to be used norwegian joy Norwegian escape and returning uh, crew to India, Indonesia and Philippines. Arrival in uh, March, late March or early April. Uh, when you're going to be repatriated for those ones, uh, you will be in stand-down status. However, you will be receiving $10 per day, you know, ship or credit for free internet, of course. And besides that, it will be shipboard credit Uh, what is important is that severance pay will be honored in accordance with your CBA agreement so you will receive some severance pay for that one depending on your positions and uh, what is as well important that uh, you the ones which are being repatriated are going to be prior prioritized for new assignments well uh, as uh, you will see this decision uh, didn't come easy but uh, you know the large amount of crew and uh, uh, ship without a p- operation is uh, representing a uh, significant financial uh, weight and uh, i believe and uh, it is better for you to be with your loved ones back home and uh, uh, you know prepared to get back whenever it's ready then just uh, you know being on board our vessels and uh, and uh, you know waiting for a, for a f- operation to start as i said uh, the personal manager the RHR, a- hr Liliya, will uh, distribute all these letters so whatever i've uh, i'm saying now you will see it there thank you very much uh, for your attention uh, if you have any questions, please address it and, uh, we will, uh, we will get you answer. Thank you.
0: All right. Again, that was audio taken from the ship life with Jay on YouTube. Great channel. Great show. You should definitely check that out. All right. So what do you take from that? You know what I mean? You heard it. You heard it loud and clear. What do you take from that? For me, it's like, you know, it was just bad news. It was like doom and gloom. Now, I know these captains. You know what I mean? We all know these Italian captains a lot of times. They're do. They, they they're staring at a lot of water. You know what I mean? So they do have that same monotone. Even when they're telling you about the weather. I had the one guy, he was even telling us jokes, but it was in the same monotone. It was hysterical. Why did the chicken cross the road? A man walks into a bar. Yes. And you see, uh, so, you know, maybe even if it's sort of good news, sometimes they just deliver it in that same monotone. But what you were hearing him talk about was the fact that the vaccine rollouts weren't as quick as they thought they were going to be. A lot of the second wave stuff, the cases, everything. He was talking doom and gloom. So, I, naturally, you're going to associate that with... Things aren't going well. We don't expect to be back to sea for a while. So here we go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, wouldn't we all expect that? That's what I totally got from that. I don't really, you know, and again, not having all the information, I don't really know how you could take anything else but that from that. So here it is. That's what it is. But you did hear some good news, right? So now the guy, uh, Chris Wong, you know what I mean? Now, oh, by the way, so I did, and, and listen, we're all out here with friends. Everybody's cool, and we all can kind of have a conversation. Tony from Lolita Loca did his show today, and he had some sort of thing where maybe he thought there was a debunking of that. Uh, and people were saying that maybe that they have to go home because they know that everybody has to get vaccinated. So or they have to get whatever they have to they have to get the vaccine or whatever else. So that may be the only reason a lot of the crew at that were at sea were not vaccinated and in order to start up again. They'd have to go home and get vaccinated. I, I didn't buy that. You know what I mean? And he wasn't standing. He wasn't going to the wall on it. He wasn't saying this is true. He's he's speculating just like me. But. I did not buy into that routine because I didn't think that, you know, you're not spending that much money to get people to go home. Uh, They've already made it very, very clear that. This is because there's problems. You heard the captain's voice. You heard the tone. I could be wrong. It could be a total thing where they're just getting everybody home to vaccinate. I don't see why you have to bring people home to vaccinate. You could do all the testing and the vaccinating without spending the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars it takes to get everybody home and all the time it's going to take to get them back. So to me, there was no mistake about that story and the way the tone of that captain was is that this is bad news. People are standing down. People are going home because this thing is not coming back to life as fast as we thought it would. Now, another blogger, Chris uh, Wong, you guys may have watched his show. He kind of rose to uh, immediate fame. You might say uh, as a casino host uh, on Royal Caribbean ships, I believe, if if I'm not mistaken. And he uh, just started putting out blogs like what it was like to be on a cruise ship. I think he made a lot of um, of his notoriety from when the pandemic began originally. And uh, he put out a video recently. I think it was today. Maybe it was today, a couple of days ago, whatever it was. And he's in he's in England and I don't get it. Like, so he's in England, but he's got these sand dunes behind them. I didn't know they were big. Like, it looks like Aruba. But it's apparently it's England, so he basically shared with everybody. And I don't get it. I don't see the guy uh, Jay. He's no longer employed, but Chris is still employed, and I guess they're okay with him putting this stuff out. Um, he said he is set to go back on a cruise ship. Okay, so he's set to go back. Uh, he can't tell you where. He can't tell you when. Uh, But he did offer the hint. So anybody who knows this guy and his content and know all the ships he's been on, this is a brand new ship for him. He's never been on this ship. If that he kind of put that out there as a little bit of a uh, of a a hint. Now, he says uh, he acknowledges that this may not be solid. This situation, we all agree and we all know is very fluid. You know, just like Norwegian brings a bunch of people back out onto their ships. Now they're sending them home because the news changed. The narrative changed and now the story changed. So now he's saying as of now, he's set to go on a ship. He's supposed to be. He's called back on a cruise ship, but he has an issue. Now, every contract, you got to get a physical. You know what I mean? And he cannot get his because in London, in England, in Europe, basically, there is a travel ban and they are enforcing it pretty heavily. So he's not even supposed to be out of his house without a member of his immediate family. And uh, he's saying, I guess, the physician he's supposed to go to is like 200 miles away and he can't get there. How is he supposed to get there? So I don't get it. To me, that's either a uh, that's a pretty solvable dilemma. You're either going or you're not if you can go if the if this guy's gonna go to work on some cruise ship he should be able to get some sort of special permission to go across the country this is what i'm saying about this guy i don't have a problem with this guy but i always feel like you are never getting the full story you know what i mean he puts stuff out there he gets a lot of views he's charismatic but i always feel like he's leaving out some details i don't mean to preach to chris if you're listening to this i don't know man i'm still watching you i'm still got my jury out on you i don't know if you're giving us all the details i don't know You know, you can either go or you can't. Right. So you got a job on a cruise ship. Your your government is not going to listen to and be sympathetic to the fact that you have to travel 200 miles to get your physical. They're going to say, no, you got a quarantine. So therefore, you can't go get your physical. Therefore, you can't go on your job on a cruise ship. Is that really the way it works? I would think that, you know, Well, then what are we even talking about? Then you can't go. Right. Then forget about it. You can't go. What are the loopholes? What is the little uh, gray area that would allow you to do that? So why are you in an area where you don't know if you can go or not? If they're telling you you cannot leave, you can't leave. Now you just can't leave. No, but I don't know. Let us know what the variables are, Chris. Let us know what the deal is. We'll, we'll see. He hints, uh, you know, he, he. Uh, so the fact that he is going back to see you, he is being called back. I would, my first instinct was to say that, well, There's a lot of people that are at sea right now. I know you listen to behind the crew door. A lot of you, uh, you know, the guy Tom from behind the crew door went back. You know, he went back to work on a cruise ship and then they called him off and told him to stand down and he was off the ship again. So he's on and off. They're going back and forth. But I think he's in production, if I'm not mistaken. It does. You know, to be honest, it does mean a little bit more if this guy Chris is going back because he's in the casino. You know what I mean? Last time I checked, I don't know nauticals too much. I don't know. I don't know ships so good, but I know you don't usually need the casino host to drive the ship or to keep the thing clean. He's a front-facing guy. He's a you know completely recreational. So if they're bringing the casino guy back on the cruise ship, that means they're probably looking to go. But again, it's a tale of two stories here. Where you don't know. Norwegian's going. Royal Caribbean's coming. Who knows? I just wish we were going to get more information. I wish more information would come in. I'm excited to hear what's going to happen next. And hold on. I think there is some breaking news. Now, this just came in. This was not part of my plan to show. But I did check uh, the Facebook page. And somebody posted. And I will give credit. Who did it? Stand by. Hold, please. Hold. By the way, this is a good time to remind you that we have a facebook page it is called the always be booked cruise and travel lounge on facebook it is where we do a lot of our community interacting it's where we kind of show pictures we break each other's chops we just really kind of develop a closeness with one another to where we feel like we know each other and uh you know we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of what mr bob adams is talking about here so bob put a story up from carnival And it apparently is a COVID-19 legal notice, policies and procedures, frequently asked questions and acceptance of risk. And see, here we go. So if this stuff, this type of stuff is going to start coming out. All right. You know, obviously it's very, it's happening very slow. The whole thing is being rolled out very, very slowly. But these are the types of things. That where at least you're able to kind of talk about some progress. So let's open up policies and procedures. This is probably too long to read, but I'll read some headlines here. And you can kind of, this is on the Carnival website, so you could all check it out. Uh, Important notice to guests, please read carefully uh booking all guests are required to book, provide any screening information requested by Carnival that may be related to COVID-19 including but not limited to health travel and COVID-19 exposure testing history if requested during the booking process uh if requested during the booking process so that doesn't really tell you much it says if we ask you we don't know that we're going to ask you for it but if we do ask you for it you have to it's like we're going to put a rule in place possibly and if we put that rule in place and you break that rule, you can't come on the cruise. So that's 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 very very general right there. Embarkation check-in. Only booked guests are permitted to enter the terminal and boarding area. Visitors are not permitted in these locations at any time. All guests must must complete their online check-in and select selected a arrival appointment time no later than midnight prior to the sailing date. Okay, that's new. You are going to have to from now on. Uh, do your online check-in. So I'd be kind of screwed. I have to do my online Um, check-ins. Let's do testing. Testing. As part of our efforts to keep our guests safe and healthy, every guest two years of age or older joining a ship, regardless of method of travel to the ship, is required to take a COVID-19 test between five days to 24 hours prior to the date of embarkation and must receive a negative result. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So there's gonna be testing. You're gonna to have to show up with tests. Um under the circumstance if if any time for application, I'm just trying to see if there's anything kind of like uh new here. Health screening. Carnival has the right to screen any guests to facilitate compliance with its health and safety protocols. All guests will be required to complete a health questionnaire beginning 72 hours before the date of embarkation to, uh, to identify any symptoms consistent with COVID-19 or other infectious diseases. Okay. That's pretty much it. Uh, truthful and accurate answers. If you refuse, you can't go. Uh, what else? On board screening. Our guests may be required to undergo at least daily temperature checks and must submit to any requested medical medical screenings. Yes. Reporting COVID-19 symptoms, every guest has an important duty to immediately report any symptoms consistent with COVID-19, so you got to tell them. Hand hygiene, we all know about that. Face masks in our continuing effort to keep our guests safe and healthy. All guests over the age of two will be required to wear a mask when indoors, except uh, when inside their own stateroom, while eating and drinking, seated at a table, and when using the cardio equipment at the gym and physical distancing is maintained. Guests are required to wear a mask outdoors when physical distancing cannot be maintained. Masks should have two or more layers and should be worn over the nose and mouth. Uh, Gaiters and bandanas are not allowed, and the face shields are permitted when used with a mask. Okay. Uh, Physical distancing, obviously. Contact tracing. uh, Shore excursions. To help limit a potential exposure and or transmission to com- uh, communities at destinations during the initial return to sailing, guests will only be allowed to participate in excursion excursions or activities executed and escorted by vetted uh, tour operators who maintain Carnival's level of COVID-19 controls. Shoreside visits may also be limited uh, to port areas that have no public access. So, OK, nothing real surprise here, but. This is good to at least an acceptance of risk. So uh, you're going to have to basically acknowledge that you're at risk here. You're putting yourself at risk and uh, cruising could be dangerous. It could be a dangerous time to cruise and you know that there's a risk and that's just hopefully so you don't sue them. But again, nothing uh, groundbreaking or earth shattering with any of that stuff. But it is good to see because of the fact that, um, you know, you're starting to see language associated with the protocol. That means they're getting ready. So this is positive that that we're seeing this. Uh, and then there's a bunch of FAQs, dumb, dumb, frequently asked people frequently ask dumb questions. So here's the first one: Is what are testing requirements prior to cruising? Well, we just told you that. And the other thing: Did you read it? Do I have to pay for? Oh, that's a good one. Do I have to pay for my COVID-19 test? Uh, guests are responsible for payment associated with the required pre-cruise COVID-19 test. Testing performed in the terminals on board the ship by providers retained by Carnival are included in your cruise fare. Okay. Yeah, so there's some good questions. Check all that stuff out. I don't want to read the whole thing. At Carnival.com, it is the protocols. They just kind of came out. Shout out to Bob Adams. Big thank you, Bob, for uh, kind of breaking that for us while I'm sitting here giving you guys this show. So, uh, all right. You know what? What do you say we go over to the emails? Let's do it. Emails coming right up. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. And the good news is we do have some emails this week. So there's a lifeblood. your emails are always welcome at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you keep those emails coming we can do this portion of the show if you have any questions concerns corrections anything you want to say you want to share just say hi whatever it is even if it's not cruising related whatever you want to talk about let's have some fun with it uh this week i, I, I last week I said Uh, what's your, where's your psychology at? I remember asking you, where's your head at when it comes to cruising. And I also, uh, this week I asked for next week, tell me about Alaska, all you Alaska people out there who have such passion for that region of cruising. Please let us all know why we should maybe be compelled to explore that area of cruising. Tell me about your Alaska next time. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Oh, by the way, I do have an Instagram. Please check me out. Instagram, alwaysbebooked. Check it out there. And the YouTube channel. We're really trying to make a YouTube presence here. When I say we, I mean me. Uh, trying to make Always be Booked on YouTube a real thing. There is a show that's going to be coming out. It's going to be called Shots Across the Bow. I tried to do it once and we, 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 we kind of made it happen. Then I tried to do it again and realized that I just am not set up at this point. I got to get a few more pieces of equipment to be able to make this happen and adjust the production of the show. But that's going to happen. I have a really cool vision for that. But either way, we have ship tours, we have a trivia, we have all sorts of live uh, shows. Uh, you know, just check out. Uh, Always be booked on YouTube. And if you have not done so, please do not hesitate to subscribe. All right, let's get into your emails. He's back. What up, Tommy and Cones? Juan from Sacramento, California, living it up in my pajamas while I Zoom. All right, ship shenanigans. Let's call them ship-nanigans. I was on a Mexican Baja cruise, and one night we saw a few bananas come into the lounge. Then about four more came in. Before I knew it, there there were, dare I say, about 15 bananas in the lounge. These lunatics threw caution to the wind and partied like they owned the ship. Tommy... What are some memorable ship navigations you have seen other people get into that you will never forget? Currently booked one. PS: I plan to buy some pineapple magnets and put them upside down on random cabin doors. <laughs> Around the ship, see if I could ruin a few relationships. What Juan is referring to right there is that the international symbol for you are a swinger is an upside down pineapple, or at least so I've heard. Uh, I do not subscribe to that lifestyle, nor do I judge anybody who does. It's just not necessarily the thing I've gotten into. But it looks like our buddy Juan out in Sacramento wants to get into some ship by maybe kind of suggesting or playing with the identity of some otherwise possibly normal people and associating uh, uh, associating them with a alternative lifestyle by placing an upside down pineapple on their door the knocks they're going to get see this would be great one except minus your minus one thing just a camera to see what happens oh my gosh that is a great idea i definitely want to see that happen all right, uh, stuff that I see other people do. See, it's very, very rare, Juan, that we are outdone by anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to figure out. Like last, on the Pirates and Pier Runners cruise, what I did like, and I'm not a Kansas City <clears throat> Chiefs fan by any stretch, but watching them uh, win, there was a group cruise of about 160 chiefs fans and i think some of them knew each other some of them didn't they just were in some social group they were cruising together as fans of the kansas city chiefs and uh this was um what was it the uh division round when they were when they were vying to get to the super bowl and this was the game that put them in the super bowl and yes they were at sea for that and that's what cruising to me like i said is all about that's why i love theme cruises because being at sea the only thing being better than being at sea is and having some drinks and having some tomfoolery at sea is being with a bunch of like-minded people who want to have the same experience, celebrate the same things, enjoy the same tomfoolery as you. And this is exactly what we bore, bared witness to. On this cruise people were having so much fun when they won this game. You saw champagne being popped. You saw the energy level go up. It was a great great thing to watch even though I had no rooting interest in the game whatsoever. Uh, I guess the scariest ship nanigan I saw was when I was on a cruise with Sony. This was one of the most crazy and p- good and bad nights I've ever had at sea mostly good. I was in the casino dare I say playing a little uh, blackjack. I had been getting my ass kicked the entire cruise. I lost, let's call it over sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars. Just getting a total beating over the course of the seven-day cruise. Now we're gonna do one more sit-down, right? The last night of the cruise, Sony's gonna come with me. I'm gonna put three, four hundred dollars down. I'm just gonna give Sony a hundred bucks to play with because she doesn't want to gamble, but I want a partner to gamble with. So Sony's playing and she's just kind of keeping the hundred going right she's losing she's winning she's losing she's winning my 300 is going fast I put down the 300 or 400 whatever it was and I know I put it down I knew we lost it all now Sony is still playing now otherwise I would have went home and I would have said oh you know what great cruise but you got your ass kicked in the casino there'll be better days ahead. That's what would have happened. I would have just went to bed. But since I gave Sony a hundred and since she's extending her life of her game of blackjack, I put in another hundred, just one more hundred. One, when I tell you I took that hundred and turned it into $3,200, I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. The $100, the last 100 I had, I was able to turn that into $3,200 and win everything back. I mean, no, I, I won. I won the money back. And, and, and 30, I left up $3,200. So I won the 1700 back and got the 3200 back. So I had all this money and Sony was on a high. I was on a high. There's just something, I talked about it before with the casino. There's just something about the casino. When the money changes hands and you thought you were going to go down, you know, whatever the cruise costs, plus, you know, plus $1,700, that's a real beating. Only to turn around and basically turn it into at least a free cruise and then some. Oh my gosh! So we went and celebrated, and we hung out. We we, we went to the nightclub, had a good time. We even hung out with the girl who was run, who was in the band, the lead singer of the band. Met us out. She showed us her gift shop boyfriend. You know that nobody's supposed to know about. And then we just went to the nightclub and started dancing. So we were deep into Bliss. If you've ever been on uh, you know the older Norwegian cruise ships, they have a nightclub called Bliss and Bliss. It looks a little sketch. You know what I mean? It's a little rough with the creepy beds and the creepy statues. It looks like a swinger sex den, which is fine. I'm not, again, not knocking swingers. If you're a swinger, you're welcome here, okay? But I'm saying it just looked like it was made to have like a a swinger party at. But that's just the regular nightclub that they had. But we went deep into it all the way back by the stage. And when I say deep into it, furthest away from the entrance. When we were in there a fight broke out. It was like a seven on 10 fight and it started out as just a fight. And then it became distance between the two groups and glassware started flying through the air. Glassware started shattering. Now, when this happens, the, the security doesn't want any part of this. You know what I mean? Security comes out there. They're little people. A lot of times they're little, they're little gentlemen who they may be able to, sh- they, they may be, they may be part of the, uh, you know, the Filipino army and they may be able to kill you if they had a if they had any weapons but this is just them trying to figure out how to control the situation and they weren't they weren't doing well okay so it was just getting worse and worse and worse i didn't know how bad it was going to get so i basically grabbed and this is the second time the Dominican Republic was the first danger situation that we were in i grabbed sony covered her and covered myself and basically put my head down and ran under you know, I I didn't run while the glasses were being thrown. All right. The glasses were going back and forth, but I just basically took a chance. It was like either stay in there and just kind of like let the fight spread to the back of the back of the area or maybe try to pick a spot and get out of there. And that's exactly what we did. Thankfully, we got hit with no glassware. I didn't get robbed of the thousands of dollars of cash that I had on me. And then we went back to the room and we literally started throwing $100 bills all over the bed and started rolling around in the bed it was a good night what do you want me to tell you it was a good night it was a crazy night it was a wacky night and uh those were some uh what would you call them one maybe some shipnaticans for better or worse one thank you so much for the email you're the absolute best a long time loyal cone all right, Sean. Hey Tommy, first email from me. I'm Sean and I've been a Patreon for a while. A P- patron for a while. Took a break for a few months but now I'm back on. Following up your challenge on what I think about the current state of cruising. Honestly, I took some time off of cruising after my Norway cruise was canceled last June and knew that cruising was going on a hiatus for at least a year. So I've mostly been sheltering in place to avoid the dismal world you can see outside. But now it seems we are finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine and the fear starts to die down. I don't think we'll be seeing any actual sailings until the fall but cruising should resume by the end of this year or the start of 2022 i'm still on the fence i want to go cruising wh- i want to go cruising while masks health checks etc are still in effect i went to disney world last fall and the covid stuff really sucked out the fun so i don't know how much fun a cruise ship where will be where they're likely even more heavy handed with the health safety stuff and social distancing yes i know it's necessary Almost everything I like about cruise ships conflicts with the health and safety and social distancing. I'm going to assume that cruises that do manage to sail during COVID will have limited food and limited entertainment and your movement through the ships will likely be heavily restricted, perhaps mandatory reservations for all dining and entertainment. So I'm sitting back and seeing what happens before I start hyping myself up to start booking cruises. Assuming all goes well, I do hope to join on an upcoming group cruise. It would be a blast to party with the cones. Here's to cruising. Sean. Now that is a great email. Sean, thank you for your first email. It means the world. Uh, This is, like I said, you've just become, if you weren't already, part of the lifeblood of the show. I hear what you're saying. I totally hear what you're saying as far as the beginning. And I've had that same thought. You know what I mean? Some of that, there have been days where I said, what am I going to do? And you said something interesting. The very things that they put in place, the very, uh, what would you call them? Uh, protocols that would be put in place are kind of directly in conflict with the very reason you cruise. And that is a good way to put it. However, I kind of agree with my buddy John from last week and I'm at least going to try it. You know what I mean? I would have to say, I would, I, my manage, my expectations would be so well managed that I would understand that. You know what? If I have a good time on this cruise, you know what? Count my blessings. I had the tale of two stories in Key West. My first trip to Key West last year, uh, during the, co- the the pandemic, was terrifying. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel right. That cloud was everywhere. You were like, "Am I getting COVID nineteen right now?" Just by doing this shot in this bar, or, you know, whatever. This hotel. You know what I mean? Is this couch clean? Is anything clean in this damn freaking island city? Who knows? But then I went back with a different attitude with Beatrix a couple of weeks later or a month later, and we did have a good time, you know, so that's what it was. You never, you never know, but I would take, I I hear what you're saying totally. And I do agree with you. And I would agree with anybody that would want to wait until things got back to normal. But a, just because I love cruising, I would do it under any conditions they asked me to also, you know, if nothing else for the content, right? That's, that's where I'm coming from. Hopefully that makes sense. Alright. Hey Tommy, you asked for an email about how we were feeling about cruising. First off, I never left. I am always listening to all your content, podcast, YouTube, Patreon, now on to cruising. I miss it dearly. You always talk about that feeling you get when you arrive on the Lido deck to start the day. For me, it was the walks to dinner. Have a nice buzz for the from day drinking, you're showered, you're in your Sunday best. I just miss that feeling. Due to my work schedule and the people I cruise with work schedule, our available time to cruise is usually limited to October, November, and December. We had three cancellations, but one booking that just kept getting rebooked, if that makes sense for 2020. We are rebooked now for two cruises in 2021. One is in October and one is in December booked two to make up for the lost one in 2020 i'm doing my normal youtube deck plan reviews etc that i always do during this time of year to get in the mood for my two-day cruise at the end of the year i am saddened by what is happening with the cruises i am hoping that by october i can go on my two i don't have the memories from the 2020 cruise to hold me hold me over that i usually would have this time of the year I'm sad for that. I'm trying to stay positive about the fall and my chances for this year. All the best. Boat drinks. Snap. Christopher Cummings, a.k.a. Snap, another just, I mean, just a, a, a backbone type of guy for always be booked. And what I'll say is uh, you're echoing the sentiments of the whole cruising uh, community in what you say. What do we like about cruising? Like I said, I was talking to Matt on the phone a few weeks ago and uh you know matt was saying the same thing it's it's the it's 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 the cruise but it's everything around the cruise too it's looking at the youtube videos it's planning your excursions it's looking at the island you know you're headed to maybe three or four of the most exotic environments in the world and there's so much to do you got to pick right you got to make sure you pick right well you know too much pressure on you because you know you're going back but you're going and you're going to be there for seven hours. What is the best way to spend those seven hours? Let's look into it carefully, right? It almost seems not only recreational, it almost seems responsible, right? Financially responsible. You're spending a lot of money on this cruise. You want to wait and make sure your time is spent properly. And it feels good both from a rewarding standpoint because you're doing your due diligence and you're also just kind of getting those endorphins going. We all miss that. We really, really do. And the fact that, yes, one cruise that you have taken does kind of buy you some time until your next cruise. And all of us, most of us are going through a, uh, a huge void when it comes to that right now. So, uh, Chris, I totally appreciate this email. And everybody's just echoing the sentiments that I think we all have. And I love the fact that I think we're coming from multiple angles here. All right. Next one. Tommy, it's good to hear you talk cruising again. The only cruise podcaster with some edge. Well, you asked for an opinion. Scrapping viable ships that I had reservations on? WTF. Scra- uh, scrapping usable ships is a waste of resources. And give away a luxury cruise line for 200 million? That's crazy. Who's the biggest COVID whipping boy? Cruise lines uh, or movie theaters? the government stranglehold on the cruise industry politically motivated and driven by media bias give me my freedom back covid strategy everyone take personal responsibility for your own health and let the bodies hit the floor oh jeez <laughs> listen we listen we can't we can't say we're a we're a cruise podcast with edge and we can't let we can't suppress people's opinions i think i'm going to go out on a limb who's this this is uh <laughs> Robert, Robert, I'm gonna say, "Let the bodies hit the floor" is a little, um, is a little insensitive. You know what I mean? I guarantee there's people listening to this that, um, have lost somebody. I know I have. I know you don't mean what you're saying in a malicious way. You know, I do have a high threshold for being able to take a joke, but uh, with all due respect, Robert, yeah, the 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 let the bodies hit the floor. I again, I know you don't mean any harm. But you're going to get some people that, you know, it's going to rub some people the wrong way. So I got I to gotta kind of show sympathy for them. You know what I mean? Again, it is what it is. I think I know what you mean is your, your basic uh, general uh, opinion is it sucks that you're being kind of like led around by the media. You don't think this thing is as, uh, as, 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 as lethal as a lot of people would lead you to believe. And that's alright. You're allowed to have that opinion. And your ultimate opinion is that you feel that you're at risk just take whatever precautions and protective measures that you think might uh might be necessary to take care of yourself but if we are okay with the risk let's let us run okay i like that opinion i do see some holes with it because then you're talking about other people who may be a little bit uh more free and reckless Interacting with some people or having to interact with some people who may be trying to be careful or may consider themselves at risk, so that's why you might want to lock it down across the board. But um, I hear what you just—I hear what you're saying. Uh, COVID strategy: Everyone take personal responsibility for your own health. Let the bodies hit the floor. Don't get me started on the stolen election. All right, listen—I'm not gonna listen. This is Robert's opinion, guys. Okay, I'm not gonna suppress him. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna start a political debate here. But this is what he said. This is an email. Anybody who's offended by it, um I'm not saying I am, I'm not saying I'm not, but let's just be adults. This is his opinion and let's just go with it. I really, you know, I don't know if I should be reading this and not because I not because I want to suppress you robert it's just because i don't want to start these arguments you know what i mean i don't want to go because somebody's going to respond to this and i'm saying i'm telling you uh i really don't want to read that because they're going to be going off on you and then i gotta and then what am i going to say i read robert's but then i don't read read theirs so this is where it gets a little dicey ladies and gentlemen this is robert's opinion please can we can we leave it alone (laughs) i'm asking please no responses and not that you're not entitled to i'm just asking you out of the goodness of your heart so i don't have to get into a spiral here um p.s i really like the phrase "Sea scrooge you should have a section of the podcast hosted by the Sea scrooge there are there's enough messed up to bitch about there's enough messed up to bitch about and listen don't piss and moan about my punctuation and sentence structure you're lucky i sent an email at all Boat drinks. Yes. Uh, I, am I lucky? <laughs> Robert, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, man. You really got to come out of your shell. You know? I feel like you got something to say. I feel like you're beating around the bush too much. I feel like, you know what? If you got say some, something you want to say, put it out there. You know? No, you see, I had no problem with your punctuation and the way you put your email together because it kind of flowed. You know what I mean? When, they, when it doesn't flow, that's when I get in a little bit of trouble. But, um... Robert, um, I appreciate the email. I, I think, (laughs) all right, next up. Tommy, I am super frustrated with cruising after all the cancellations and rebooking. Carnival has done okay with the refunds, but Royal has been beyond horrible with lift and shift and cancellations. I can't have my travel money messed with like this. I have a beach cruise with Royal February 22nd that is fourth in line of canceled reservations with Royal Caribbean. We will see if it goes. I did book a family Baltic cruise for June 22nd. See, I don't know what you guys are doing. out here. Why are you doing that? with Norwegian Cruise Line and I hope that one is good. I have really enjoyed longish road trips this past year exploring our national parks and gorgeous scenery, doing a month-long East Coast road trip in June followed by a week all inclusive this August. I will return to more cruising but not worth the worth the frustration of trying to keep up where my funds are. Rough time for cruise for the cruise business for sure, but will return and prices will be high with smaller inventory. This is where I'm at, Sandy. Sandy, another, I want to thank you, Sandy, another long-term, long-time loyal listener, another backbone of what we're trying to do here at Always Be Booked. Uh, I like the fact that we ran the gamut so much with these emails. Everybody has like a little bit of a different point of view, and everybody's, to me, you can't argue with. Everybody kind of expressed themselves very eloquently, and everybody kind of, You know, they, you guys all, you guys all have good cases for what you're trying to say. And I totally get Napa. I I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know when you booked that June cruise, but yeah, I had a June cruise booked, but you know, knew that one was gone because it was more than seven days. And, uh, you know, it really is the, to where I'm definitely, uh, not going to book cruises again after the, cause I have this, um, August 29th one booked, on Oasis out of New York, if that one doesn't go, I'm definitely going to be careful. And the next cruise I do book is one that I am at least 80% sure that it's going. I have good reason to believe it's going. It probably will not be booked until cruising has resumed again. And that is not because I'm, um, uh, I guess it is frustration. But it's understood frustration. I do understand what they're doing. I understand that they're in a tough spot. But you know, I'm also not interested in playing these games. I'm not interested in playing. Let's play this week's game of Will Mice Cruise Actually Set Sail. I don't want to play that game. So I, it's just not what I want to do anymore. But I appreciate these emails. These were awesome, and uh, I appreciate you guys listening. So, like I said, let's just do a. Don't turn it off yet. Okay, just do a quick recap. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. If you'd like to support the work that I do here with this show and with everything else, uh, that's a good way to do it. In addition, you get a a couple of extra shows a week, usually at least four, sometimes seven, at least a half hour each, and we go off the rails. We talk about crazy stuff. Sometimes I've had some drinks. Sometimes I have some uh, exciting interviews. All sorts of stuff will come up on the Patreon. Uh, Always be booked on Instagram. Uh, don't forget YouTube. I really could use some more subscriptions and views on YouTube. They actually pay you a little bit, and I'm nowhere near really getting any type of money that's going to uh, you know, make any difference. It's f- absolutely free to you. You don't even have to buy a T-shirt. You just go on YouTube and watch a few of the videos. You know what? Here's a good thing to do. Go on YouTube, watch some of the videos, and then go to bed. <laughs> go to my channel, put a video on, Leave it in the other room and then go to bed (laughs) if you want to do that. I'm kind of kidding around, but I'm really not kidding at all. Um, And then, like I said, what else? Uh, Facebook, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge in Facebook, where we develop and uh, maintain our community. Thank you guys so much again. Appreciate you listening. Boat drinks, Cones.
1: There's a place where the boat is from It takes away. I love your big problems, you can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of them nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away. I love your big problems. You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is, so Jimmy? Perfectly good island somewhere. We'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat. You won't need it where we are going. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away i love your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Pick me up! Pick me up! Pick me up! To where the boat leads from it takes away I look your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away To where the boat leads from it takes away I look your big problems You got worries you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leads from it takes away I look at big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from